what it means to be a leader here. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science, a mentoring platform for people-first leaders of all levels. Here, we talk to exceptional leaders who prioritize culture, get fired up about employee engagement, and are excited to share ideas and tools for bettering employee experience to help others. Thank you for joining us to invest in being a better leader. Now, let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, it's Nikki. We're about to go behind the scenes with a well-known company and CEO for their efforts in moving people forward. Lippert Components has over 15,000 employees and highly prioritizes their people first. Their development of each and every individual person, the leadership development that they pour into, and they take their core values very seriously. This episode is a lesson in servant leadership. Jason Lippert shares what it means to be a leader here. All right. So excited to now dig in with Jason. Jason Lipper, welcome to Gut Plus Science. So many say that HR deals with or owns culture. Let's start with where does culture live inside of an organization, especially speak to at Lippert Components? I, I say this over and over again when I have conversations like this and I feel like a broken record, but in most companies, culture lives in HR. It's always been the natural place for it to live. But, you know, since cultures become a bigger and bigger thing, everybody believes culture is the most important thing. It, it really, you know, uh, several years ago occurred to us that HR is busier than they ever have been. They, their, their jobs are complex. The environment's more complex. They're just dealing with more than they ever have. And then to say, hey, look, culture is changing and the demands for culture are changing and people are changing and their expectations are different for work. Culture has been a bigger and bigger buzzword over the years, and there's different ways to do it. And it just seems counterintuitive to put culture and culture development on top of HR, who's already extremely busy. So we, we made a conscious decision several years ago to just break culture away. In HR and our culture department are really connected, but they're separate. So they work with each other a lot. They're both the you know, frontline exposure to our team members across the business but they both do completely different things. So with us, you know, culture is really about leader development. It's about making sure the values are upheld. And because so many people have had not so great experiences as they've come into our business from their other places, it's really to show them what culture and, and leadership looks like in business, what it should look like. Thank you for sharing that. And I definitely believe very similarly. One thing that always cracks me up, sometimes I like to rant on this show. And so I'll just go down this like soapbox rant for just a quick minute, just since I have the opportunity is, you know, when people say, you know what, this is something that we are outsourcing. We brought in Bob or Susan and we're going to outsource the culture. Let me just throw this out there. It will never work. As Jason said, culture is the it's the vibe, it's the core, it's the it's the inner workings that make everything in the in the company come to life. It's like when you hear of a great organization, what do you hear about? The experience, like how people feel about being there. You can't outsource that. So just wanted to note that. We won't even put that in the cliff notes, the takeaways. It's just a given, but I thought I didn't insert it. So with that, let's keep going here. So Jason, I want to know more about the Lippert Components culture. It's so core to you guys. And you know, let's talk about your culture pillars, if you will. Share those and how they came to be. 
Yeah. So we use our leader qualities as kind of our, in our core values as our, our foundation for our culture. So as you just mentioned, culture's foundational to being successful in business. If you don't have a successful culture, you, you might find success in, in business in some way, shape, or form, but you're not going to find maximum success. So, you know, we filter everything we do through our core values and our leader qualities. And we basically say, hey, if you're a teammate at Lipper, core values are they're non-negotiable. You have to live to them. You have to be aligned to them. And more importantly, you have to figure out where, how do you get better in each of those areas? And then if you're a leader in our, in our business, then you, you're you held to a whole different set of standards above the core values. You have to have the core values, but if you're going to lead, you have to have specific leader qualities that you know are really important to leading people. Because most people in, especially manufacturing, they've got promoted over the years because they were just great welders or great product assemblers, or they just had been there a long time and good people, or you know, maybe show up to work every day. For a whole, whole host of reasons, people get promoted uh, to a supervisor or leader type position. And we're saying, hey, look, those are all really important, but what we need our leaders to do in this business are live to those leader qualities. Being a good motivator you know, is one of them for us. Being an effective community, communicator is another one. Being a servant leader, you have to see how you're developing those skills while you lead in our business, as opposed to just, you know, overseeing a production schedule and making sure that production gets done and on time every day. Mm, I love that. I, we just got done recording with the leadership attributes. Um, Rich Davini wrote a book all about not just the skills of leaders, but the attributes of leaders and why that's so important. So I just got done recording this and it was like, Oh my gosh, it's so, so true. Like it's, it's not only, you know, the skills that we're going to develop, but the inner wiring, you know, of who we are as leaders and what we believe. Oh, so I know we're going to be diving in a lot today to the blueprint, I guess, that you have at Lipper on what it means to be a leader and how you constantly pour into and develop them. Before we do that, I'm curious about your core values. I just love to share those and kind of just take us through a short version of how did those core values come to be and the work that it took to be able to get those in place? You know, we, we decided in, in 2012 that, hey, we didn't have, you know, it's funny, we were sitting with a facilitator around strategic planning and they're like, hey, you know, describe your, your culture and values. And we didn't have anything at the time. And that was a light bulb moment for me because it was like, we all went around the room and talked about how we felt about what we had and everybody described it completely different. So the one thing I found about values core values is that, you know, it gives everybody in the business a common way to describe who we are, who, we, who we're striving to be. Um, but more importantly, when it comes to, you know, how we develop people and how we evaluate people, you know, we do it based on our values today and we're consistent and we hold people accountable and that's the only way values are going to live. Otherwise you can just throw it out the window and forget about it because if you don't stay consistent and you don't hold people accountable and make sure people are lined up with the values every day in every part of the organization, then, you know, people end up, the opposite effect ends up happening. People stats, don't even believe in it because they're like that person over there or that person over there gets to act to the opposite of the values and nobody ever does anything. So they stop believing and then just toxicity spreads. You know, that's why we have a culture department is, is to have a group of people that don't get busy and sidetracked with 300 other objectives in the business because, you know, the business objectives change and we move here one day and over here the next as leaders, but our culture department, our leader development crew, they keep our business units focused on, on values and keep leaders to, you know, being developed. So our, 
our leader leadership development coaches are, you know, a big part of our culture department. And, you know, we've got thousand men and women on the front lines of our business making parts that never had any leadership training or any kind of experience in past businesses where they understood what being a leader really means. So they really help explain our core values. They help explain our, our leader qualities to these leaders that are trying to grow and develop. And uh, we let them know that it's important. And we've got people dedicated to that so that the company knows that, hey, look, it's not just values on the wall or on your, you know, on your team member ID card. It's we're talking about this stuff every day. Your evaluations are, you know, all go through the lens of values and leader qualities. We've got people on staff that are here to help coach you and you've got coaching sessions with people. So, you know, that, that's the importance of values for us. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm curious to know, how would you summarize a decade later? You said it was 2012 and we're just, you know, just over the hump of maybe we're into year 11 since you've, since you've done that. How would you summarize the difference in Lippert now that these core values are alive? Well, I would summarize it first by saying there's a lot of evidence that people are sticking around here for the long term. Our, our retention you know, numbers are off the charts compared to where they were 10 years ago. People make the decision on whether or not they want to leave or stay based on the value proposition we're offering them to be a team member here and a family member here. So what, what I've seen is that a lot of people are sticking around. As I do my listening sessions every week, and I was in Texas this week doing a couple with our facilities there, and you know, I get to hear stories of the impact that our leadership coaches and culture team members are having on you know, our up and coming leaders, our first time leaders in the business that have never worked on themselves personally and professionally in their whole life. That's just part of being a leader here is you got to grow and you got to be on the journey to grow and develop and, you know, be all in and at least try to make effort there. And what we've noticed is that as we put people on personal and professional growth journeys, they take steps and, you know, you might not notice anything right away, but in two, three years, I mean, sometimes you've got total transformation and just huge impact in people's lives because it's not only impacting their their time at work, it's impacting their, they carry that those leadership values and their personal and professional growth into their families outside mm-hmm. of these four walls. Mm-hmm. So. I believe so strongly that the workplace is a mission field. It's the greatest mission field, you know, and, and the opportunity to take the things that we learn and get inspired by inside of the workplace and we get to go be a better parent and our dinner table conversations are more rich and they're deeper because of that. It's freaking awesome because you're, you know, the workplace is then the ripple effect that's developing the next level of people and human beings. Okay. One of my challenges is going to be staying on track because you've mentioned like five things so far that go off of what I originally was going to ask you. So a couple, couple quick things here. Talk more about this culture department. That's unique. When did that come to be? Like, what's the mission, the KPIs, who's on that team? Like what kind of roles? Yeah, so initially we we started with one person in 2014 and we just said we need a, a leadership coach and let's try to coach our men and women on the front lines, those first level supervisors in our business, the people that have five or 10 or 20 people in their department making making parts. Let's give them some leadership coaching because it's clearly clear that they have no idea, you know, how to how to lead the way we're asking them to lead. Um, so we started with one leadership coach and you know, we hired two, we hired four, you know, down the road, a few years later, we realized that we needed, you know, some personal development coaches in the business because some people just have personal crisis and they need, they don't need help 
understanding leadership principles, they need help with life stuff. So we have, you know, we have personal development coaches. We, we brought on a philanthropy, you know, team member, you know, in 2016, um, because we said, Hey, look, we want our, our divisions, uh, all of our business units to do four serving events as a work family every year. I don't care where they do it as long as they go and serve together and to spur them on, we needed, you know, we needed resources. You can't just go ask them to do all the stuff and expect that it gets, that's done in the normal course of business. So we hired resources for community impact and philanthropy. And now we've got four people there, uh, health and wellness. We've got a few people there because people's health, we care about people here. It's one of our core values. So there's a health crisis in the country and we can help people and families if we can just get people taking little steps and over the course of time, a lot of those little steps will add up and make big impacts in people's life. And then ultimately we have a leadership academy that's external facing in our culture department because we've had so many people, you know, from podcasts, social media, wherever we're uh, just a community, uh, other businesses that we deal with, they see what we're doing. They say, hey, look, we need to understand how we can take our next step. So we develop the playbook, start an academy. We have people there so that we can, we don't have to disrupt the business every time somebody wants to learn something. We want to help people. It's part of our mission. We want to help people take steps because we feel like we can change the world and the communities. If we have lots of businesses out there, there's 33 million businesses. If they were all impacting their people more positively with the 40, 50 hours a week, they've got their people, like you just said, we can make huge impact. And then we've got a chaplain getting ready to add a second one. So if you take all those different positions I just named, that's kind of makes up our culture and leadership development led by a, a chief culture and leadership development officer. So I tell people all the time, you can't really move the needle on culture if you don't have dedicated resources to do that. Everybody wants to move the culture needle, but you can't do it by just tasking the same people that are already extremely busy. Absolutely. And, you know, you think of a human being, it's, you know, we're all complex. We have different strengths and different needs and all this. And it's like culture is the compilation of humans. And so to my rant earlier about outsourcing that or putting limited resources towards it, when it's a, a business you know, process problem, you know, this is something that you can throw some resources at quick fix, right? Like when they're like process improvement might need to fix it again, you know, in six months. So different in this and culture is just so big and there's so many pieces to it. So I love that you've talked about various components that pour into people to meet the needs all around their life, the whole life. It's really cool. So you had mentioned listening sessions. What is that? So, you know, I, over the years I was growing the business, I, you know, I started out welding in the facility. So I was really close to the plants, really comfortable. And as we grew the business, got further and further away. And I realized that that hurt the company in some respects because I just became disconnected. So my way of getting back connected the way I wanted to be and making sure that everybody was hearing, you know, the message from the top around culture and leadership development. I, I just, you know, it's like six years ago, just said, Hey, look, once a week, I'm going to go to a facility, sit in front of our frontline team members and our, you know, mid-level, top-level leaders at those business units and make sure that there's some vision casting, they're challenging them on, hey, what are our next steps in culture? Because our steps that we're taking today are different than the ones that we took three or five or 10 years ago. Uh, we keep evolving and I want everybody to know what those next steps are because if you just stop taking steps, you're eventually going to get left behind. And it's a lot of that, but it's once a week and it's usually, you know, 20, depending on the size of the facility, 20 to 60 people or and there's about 30 minutes to just say, look, I just want to hear what we can do better, what, what's working, what's not. And then usually that's when the some of the life transformational impact and stories come out 
where people just say, look, leadership has impacted my life at work in a positive way and my life at home positive way. And, you know, it's impacting my kids or it's impacting my spouse positively. It's definitely impacted me here and the, the team I, I serve or the team that's, uh, you know, serving with me. So there's all sorts of good stuff that, that come from those. And it's just a good, you know, it's a good session to just process all the stuff that's going on, the results of some of the things that we're seeing, some of the successes and some of the things that we still need to work on. So just making and carving out time. And to do that, I had to say, stop doing some things too, to make time for that because it's way more important. So is there anything, any stories that come top of mind because you started doing these listening tours, this became a priority or this was uncovered because of the listening tour. Is there any quick story you could share about what that has done to impact the business? Yeah, I think that it just, um, what it, what it, and there's like, I've got a whole box of letters under my desk because, you know, I either write the story down at the listening session and put it in the box or people send me letters and notes and emails and say, Hey, look, I, you know, just want you to know that culture and the leadership here at the company has impacted my life this way. And they tell me a story and a lot of it just, you know, brings tears to your eyes because, you know, it's changing the way people parent and raise kids and how they are, how they present themselves at home when they walk in the door compared to maybe what they did prior to coming to work here and experiencing the culture and leadership model that we have. But that's the big light bulb for me is just we impact people's lives in a positive way. It changes their lives, you know, here and at home. And they come back and they just give us, they just contribute with a different level of energy. They're here more regularly. You know, there's all these stats, great stats on engaged team members. I mean, what we're doing is creating a more engaged team member and they just give more back to the business. They're here more often. They're contributing more ideas. You know, the continuous improvement and innovation and efficiency and, you know, better quality, better safety, all the things that come from an engaged team member because they're like, hey, for the first time, people at work care about me. And I feel like this is, you know, more like a family than a, than a job. So wonderful. So Jason, every time you add something like core values planning or listening tours, it takes from other things. Talk about the power of saying no and how you select what to say yes and no to. Yeah. So I mean, part of it is we're, you know, we've been on this journey for 10 years. So we've got a lot of momentum. There's a lot of people staying here. Like I said, our retention's at an all-time high. So that's really what gets the business spinning fast. Because of that, I, I, I have to spend less time getting into the details because there's so many people that have been here for a long time, they're super engaged, they're getting stuff done. Whereas, you know, you go back 10 years ago, our turnover was well over 100%. I was finding that I had to get involved with everything because, you know, this person left and, you know, left all, left this mess and we had to dive in and figure it out. And by the time we got that settled, there was other people leaving over here and, you know, and we were trying to grow the business at the same time. So it just felt more scattered and spread out. But because, you know, people are sticking around, the wheel spinning fast here, it's, it's just... I don't have to be involved with everything. So part of it's just, you know, for me, initially it was, hey, look, making an inventory of all the things that I did on a, on a weekly basis and just crossing some things off the list. And really what I found myself doing was, hey, spending more time with our, you know, our team members, going to the facilities, which sometimes takes time because they're out of state. We got a lot of facilities out of state, out of the country, spending more time with our leaders, finding ways to encourage and motivate them and figuring out, hey, how do we take these next steps in culture and leadership development? How do we move? You know, we moved the needle so far on culture, the journey is never ending. So what are the next steps? And sometimes it, it's sitting down with our, our team members to figure out what some of those next steps might look like and figuring out what the next steps are for the company to take. So those are the, those are the big ones. Uh, I, I stopped spending as much time with customers 
I found myself going to some of our customers that I've known forever. And I just got in this routine of seeing them on a weekly basis or every couple of weeks and realized that, hey, look, I spent 20 years developing relationships with these people and they, they trust me and they know me and if they need something, they'll call me. So how do I get time back to spend it in some of these other areas? And a lot of those areas have been around culture and leadership development because they're trying to, it makes the business better. So what does it mean to be a leader at Lippert Components? It means a couple of things, you know, it means, like I said earlier, lining up to the core values, lining up to our leader qualities. And then the most important part there is not just lining up to them and checking the box, but we require everybody in this business today to have a, a leadership action plan, to have a, a written personal and professional growth plan. So every year, what are your goals and objectives to lead yourself, to lead your team, to lead the business better, have some personal goals and objectives and write some actions down behind each of those goals and objectives. And the sad stat out there is that only 1% of the entire country writes their, you know, their personal and professional goals and objectives down. So our goal is to have all 15,000 people here do that. We've got, we, I think we had 2,500 uh, personal and professional growth plans written down last year from our team members. So we're chopping away at that goal. But our first goal was to have leaders do those action plans and so that they can turn around and take them to their team members and say, hey, look, this is healthy for you to do. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for your family. It's going to be good for the business. And then just walk people, walk people through that process. And how good would a company be if they had 15,000 people living on mission for, you know, their personal and professional goals? It'd be pretty incredible if you could get an entire company's worth of people doing that. So that's what we're that's what it means to be a leader here is having a growth plan where you're going to grow and evolve as a human being as, as a business leader. Okay. So Jason, you've mentioned a couple of times about the leader qualities. Can you just give us a little insight on that so we can kind of wrap our arms around it? Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned just for a minute before we were talking that, you know, we noticed, you know, 10 years ago when we started on the core values journey that we had promoted a lot of leaders in the business or people that we call leaders, people that were leading people that really were promoted for a lot of other reasons other than being great leaders. So we, we kind of said, Hey, look, how are we going to, how are we going to develop leaders in the business? And we said, let's just, let's come up with the best leadership qualities we can that we want our leaders to be examples of. And, and let's just focus on those qualities with those leaders. So we came up with five qualities and we came up with uh, servant leadership, being a good servant leader, being a good motivator, being a, an effective communicator, being humble and coachable and then being courageous. And we just said, hey, look, if we focus on those five leader qualities and coach those into our people that are have the desire to lead people and challenge them on those things, then we ought to have better leaders than, than most people. So those are the leader qualities that we stuck with. Then our leaders get evaluated on those qualities as well as the core values as well. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And as we come to a close here, I'd love to do a, just a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor message today, and we're going to come back with what we call our lightning round of Gut Plus Science, where we get to learn just a little bit about you, the personal side of you, get a recommendation or two, and then make sure we know how we can follow up and learn a little bit more about Lippert and stay in touch. So we'll be right back. If you're leading with a people-first mindset, which most likely you are because you're listening to Gut Plus Science, join People Forward Network, the largest community of humans on a shared mission to lead meaningful work. You can find us at peopleforwardnetwork.com or follow People Forward Network on LinkedIn. 
All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science with Jason Lippert. It's been awesome to get a little behind the scenes on Lippert components and the culture and just how Jason thinks about leading. So Jason, got a couple questions for you, just real quick lightning round. We have an ever-growing recommended reading list that are suggestions from our guests. So we'd love for you to share your favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read that really applies to a leadership audience. Yeah, so... Um... My, one of my favorite books of all time around leadership has been Lead Like Jesus. That's a, it's a great book. It's Ken Blanchard. Highly would recommend it. And then, you know, all around, I, I, I've got a couple, Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. That one's fantastic. And um, a book about, you know, changing culture is uh, one by Bob Chapman called Everybody, Everybody Matters. Bob Chapman's been a guest on this show. And uh, both your first two books, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed as well. Bob, Bob was the inspiration behind our culture change. So, um, proof that, proof that, you know, being a light out in the world and teaching other people and having the patience to be, and being willing to teach other businesses around culture improvement can make huge changes because it changed our company. Oh my gosh. I love that. The thing that I will always take from him is the platinum rule and the imagine that every person as like a child. So just such, such great things I always carry with me. That's really cool. All right. So Jason, favorite childhood memory? Favorite childhood memory? A couple come to mind. Uh, I lived just in a earshot of my friends and grandparents. I was just, you know, riding bikes to go play football with my friends down the street in open field and baseball and any other sport you could play in a field. And then my grandparents had a pool. So, you know, it was seemed like every day during the summer, I'd have breakfast and ride over to their house and you know, swim for half a day. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. And Jason, when you think gratitude, what's at the top of your list right now? Just the fact that God's blessed me to be in a position where I can influence leaders in our business and other leaders around, around the country that, you know, are hungry and starving for, Hey, how do I uh, change our culture? That that's awesome. Thankful for an awesome family and healthy kids. So those are, those are at the top of my list. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And before we go, can you let our listeners know how they could stay in touch with you or learn more about what you all do at Lippert or what would you direct them to, to, to stay in touch? Our website is lci1.com. You can learn a lot about our business. We're a you know, 15,000 team member, $5 billion business. I've got social media primarily on LinkedIn. So and a lot of people reach out to say, you know, whether they're asking just to have a quick conversation on first steps to take or get hooked up with our leadership academy. I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. So that's probably the, be the best place to start a conversation there. Okay, here's the truth you can act on from my conversation with Jason Lippert. Number one, core values give culture pillars or the legs to stand on. And it's the common ground or common language that circulates throughout the organization, especially with 15,000 employees, you got to figure out how to really activate culture and those core values are those culture pillars. Number two, have a culture department. In this culture department, they are the leadership and personal development coaches to help employees develop their entire life. I think that is so cool. So culture department, consider what could that look like for your organization at Lippert? It is leadership and personal development. They have coaches for their people. It brings me back to the dream manager, one of my favorite books ever. Oh, so good. Number three, leader means lining up to core values and leader qualities and having a growth plan. 
having a growth plan is so important for our lives. And at Lippert, they help each and every leader to have a growth plan and help those leaders to develop growth plans in their people that they're leading. Gosh, so good. Thank you again to Jason for sharing. We just left the world a little bit better. Now, go do something with it.